Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, friends. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our time of prayer and scripture together. Let's put ourselves in God's presence and listen to his word of life. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we come before you first of all, repenting of our sins. Forgive us for all that we have done to offend you. Forgive us all that we have failed to do to serve you. Maybe we reconciled with you and with our neighbors May we be reconciled with creation and with our very selves, for sin divides us, confuses us, alienates us, weighs us down. Lord, you said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Indeed, the way of following the commandments and pursuing good is far more pleasant and endurable than the way of following evil. Bless us this day that we may take another step forward in our salvation and in the building of your kingdom of life. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our reading today comes from the Gospel of Luke. Asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus said in reply, The coming of the kingdom of God cannot be observed, and no one will announce, Look, here it is, or there it is. For behold, the kingdom of God is among you. Then he said to his disciples, The days will come when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you will not see it. There will be those who will say to you, Look, there he is, or look, here he is. Do not go off, do not run in pursuit. For just as lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one side to the other, so will the Son of Man be in his day. But first he must suffer greatly and be rejected by this generation. When we read in the Gospels the announcement that Jesus made at the beginning of his ministry, he said, the kingdom of God is among you. It has come. It has arrived. Now, of course, Jesus himself is the kingdom of God. We sing at Christmas, which is the celebration not just of his birth, but of his incarnation, the whole mystery of God becoming human. We sing, God and sinners reconciled. Well, you could see already in Christ, from his conception, God and humanity reconciled because the same human nature that is weighed down by sin and also the same human nature shared by people of every generation and born and unborn is now united to divinity and permanently so. God, once he becomes human, never ceases being human, just as he never ceases being God. This is the kingdom of God. God and humanity reconciled, humanity living the new life of Christ. So it's initiated in the incarnation. It is inaugurated on Easter, when for the first time that same human nature that we all share is 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 taking part in this glorious life of Christ, which is beyond 
the reach of death. And so wherever there are people accepting this new life and living according to it, repenting of sin and receiving the Holy Spirit, there's the kingdom of God. That's why Jesus says, be careful that you don't confuse it with an event, some kind of movement, some kind of gathering that people have around an individual or in a certain place. Certainly gatherings and places and timetables and feasts are part of our worship of God. But here he's saying, a kingdom has come among you. Like lightning flashing, you see it across the sky. It's here. So now, you are to be enthralled by it, taken up by it. Living according to the way of Christ. Some people look at it as a burden, an imposition, a restriction on their freedom. Think of it this way. This kingdom has come among us like a lightning bolt. And it is so attractive, so refreshing. It so encapsulates the very deepest desires of our hearts for fulfillment, happiness, and life that we run to it. We are ready to drop everything. Jesus says, you can't be my disciples unless you renounce your, all your possessions. And we think of people sitting there with their possessions around them, sort of, you know, wrestling with, oh, can I give this away? Oh, this is going to be so hard. I'm not so sure. I'm going to hold on. It's ridiculous. Look, the kingdom of God is here, and we run to it. We don't even give thought to what lies behind. It so captures our hearts that obeying the commandments becomes easy. Renouncing evil becomes like second nature, of course. Well, of course, we're living a new life. I'm not interested in that evil anymore. We're not interested in the evil anymore. Temptation loses its appeal because the appeal of the kingdom of God that has come among us is so much stronger. We're all tempted by evil. We've got to allow ourselves to be tempted by good. We're attracted by vice and sinful pleasure. The allurements of this world and fame and fortune, glory. We've got to learn to be attracted by the grace of the Spirit, sonship in Christ, in, in, in adoption to by the Father, the new life of the Spirit. We've got to be so attracted to those things that we run to them. The defense of human life. Some see it as such a burden when the church says no to abortion. A burden? We've got to be so captivated by the reality of love that gives itself away for the good of the other person. Love gives itself away so that the other might live. And there's an attractiveness in that that we have to so be in touch with that we eagerly welcome that gift of new life, that we eagerly sacrifice ourselves for those little babies that so many people describe as just getting in the way. The kingdom of God is among us. It's a kingdom of truth and life. It's a kingdom of holiness and grace. It's a kingdom of justice, love, and peace. Let's be enthralled by it, captured by it, immersed in it, because that is the way of salvation. Let us pray, Lord Jesus, you are among us. 
Your spirit is among us. Therefore, your kingdom is among us. We embrace it. We live in it. We have our citizenship on earth, but we have our citizenship in heaven. We are strangers and in exile, but we know where our homeland is. May your kingdom grow. May your kingdom come evermore in its fullness. Lord, bless and hear all our intentions, all our needs. Grant our petitions. And now we pray as Jesus himself taught us, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thanks, friends. Thanks for joining me. Join me again tomorrow. Let's spread the word. Keep connected with our ministry, and we'll talk to you soon. Hello, this is Father David Begany, one of the many members of Priests for Life. This organization is one of the largest and most visible pro-life ministries in the world. Priest, the Priests for Life team relies on your financial support to be able to do its work, produce its programs, and travel the world to advocate for the unborn. May I ask you to support Priests for Life generously? Go today to ProLifeGift.org and give us as generous a gift as you can. Thank you for your kindness and be assured of our prayers for you every day. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.